Welcome to At This Point, I Don't Know. I'm your host, Kyra Hudson. You rambled for a long time. Um, Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast, At This Point, I Don't Know. And today our special guest is Elijah. You can introduce yourself, plug yourself, do whatever you like. Hey, what's going on, guys? My name is Elijah. I go by Miracle Child. I am a content specialist at After Party, and I am the head of youth esports development at CEI Esports. What's up? Ooh, ooh big promo. Big promo. <laughs> okay, so basically, our topic today is going to be, wait, first of all, at this point, how are you? Because the whole point of this podcast is to see where people are in life, because no one really knows what's going on. And we're just doing it, you know, as time goes by. So at this point, how are you? You know, quarantine life, you know, I'm heavily medicated as usual. Just doing my thing. Mm, okay. <laughs> okay. So today's For all topic, my stoners out there. For all the stoners out there. Yay. I don't know. Kyra's just like, no. I'm like, Ugh, I don't even drink. I'm a minor. I still got a minor mindset. But yeah, so today's topic is double standards. Now, I can honestly say I'm probably, I probably don't have any, like, big experiences with double standards, like, outside of relationships, but I feel like they are very prevalent, and I've been seeing it a lot, so I felt like we should talk about it. How do you feel about double standards? Are you, like, are you into the culture? Like, are you treating people differently based on certain things, even if it's the same situation? Absolutely not, but I've I've definitely had that, you know, I've been in that position as a professional. Mm-hmm. You know, as as a as a young black individual or just black in general, you have to work twice as hard just to get half of what, you know, a fair skinned individual would get. And I'm talking busting my ass, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that's that's definitely a big double standard I've noticed throughout life. So that's definitely one that I kind of can't relate to, and I'm just starting to relate to it because me and my friends, like a few months ago, we were having a conversation about because all the Black Lives Matter um, things that have been going on in this like past like five months that's at like ridiculous tragedy after tragedy. So we were talking about it more and more, and I always felt like I hadn't been like discriminated against like for my race. Like, maybe I have, and then as we started to talk about it more and more, it was like, you know, you're in this position, like, you're a poor kid, you live in a project, you're black. That's not just because that's how the tables are turned, that's how society is built up. And my friend had Mm -hmm. to, like, help me understand that, because I always said, like, when I was younger, if I didn't get an opportunity, I think it had to do with the fact that I went to, like, a pretty good school, like, pretty good middle school. Because middle school is where you really start to learn what's going on around you. Yeah. And I think it's because of the fact I went to a pretty good middle school in my community, Brownsville, which is full of black people, full of minorities, that I never felt like I was being, like, done less for because of my race. I just felt like if I didn't get this or that, it's because I didn't do something right. Not because, look at you, you're in this community and opportunities mm-hmm. are not just, like, around because of your black blackness. Yeah, likewise, you know, I went to school in Harlem my whole life. And during high school, I transitioned to um, a school down in downtown Manhattan. I think we both did. We both went to school in downtown Manhattan, mm-hmm. not too far from each other. And I started to notice those, you know, changes. And once I got into college is when those changes really stood out to me. You know, um, 
And I went to school upstate, and I'll be real, white students definitely got preferential treatment. They did. I remember they when could, you first went, you were having like a little bit of troubles. It was weird. Yeah, I almost got. I actually almost got kicked out. My parents don't know to this day, but you know, um, it was like I like to smoke weed, right? You know, mm -hmm. I'm a computer science major. You know, it's a lot of stress. So, you know, weed is my way of just chilling. And the white students on campus, even in my on my floor, would literally booth the entire floor. Mm. And the and the res the residential advisors, the RD, etc. They never did anything about it. But the second month I came, you know, to my dorm, smelling like weed just a little bit, I was hit with a probation, you know, so. I, that you know, really tells you the double standards going on there, mm -hmm. the racial and, profiling. And, yes, I told my RD straight up to his face. I was like, I'm not dumb, you know, like, uh, and it might be because they have something, you know, on them, like, et cetera. You know, I've, you know, being in that environment, you learn that not everybody is squeaky clean. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not here to snitch, but, you know, there's definitely people, you know, around when I was around in that environment that weren't necessarily doing illegal things. And I'm talking about people who work for the school. You know, you got to make your money somehow, right? So um, it, it really stood out to me. And I didn't take it any type of way, you know, coming from where I come from, I'm used to the bullshit. But... You know, being in that environment really showed me the first time what it means to be a black man on your own. Like, I'm I'm in the same state I grew up in. Mm -hmm. it's, it's so it's so weird how completely different upstate is to these five boroughs. But mm -hmm. I will I will never really understand it. But like, it was kind of eye opener during the election. You know, when you could zoom in on that map on Google and to see how yeah. much of New York was red and how. Basically, we're literally only a Democrat, a blue state, because of the five boroughs and because and, of the diversity here. Yeah, and, you know, to go into more detail on that, you know, being upstate, you, you start realizing the area a little bit more, and it's very rural. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you have, like, Syracuse, Albany, Buffalo. You have all these major cities, and, yeah, those are you. the major cities are usually blue areas, but once you and get Rochester. into the rural areas... Yeah, Rochester as well, blue area. But once you started to get more into, you know, the rural suburban areas of upstate New York, you start to see, you know, the way money operates and, you know, things of that nature. So it only makes sense to be a Republican, you know, area. Yeah. And it, it's if you have to be very introspective when you, you know, you look at it that way because the cities, the cities we live in are filled by millions of people. These towns only have a couple hundred so you you can't necessarily operate within the same democratic you know lines you want to that's why republicanism is also you know very much needed in america for the rural people because you know small businesses get the profit you know there's you don't have to rely on major businesses to provide all of the services that mm -hmm. you know uh a small business couldn't and that's why you know a lot of major businesses work with democrats because they can fund and, you know, service large portions of people. And those are usually democratic areas. Ooh. Yeah, I know I got a little deep there, but like, that's really why, you know, upstate's much more red because they have to rely on their communities much more. And that could definitely change over the next couple of years as New York, you know, the state in general has been trying to make everyone affluent they're no longer just looking at the city and relying on the city for revenue 
and you're starting like going upstate when like when I went up there you you know the state is operating more in the SUNY schools they want people coming out with ag agriculture degrees um anything that is related to hospitality will make you money nursing HVAC whatever mm -hmm. And what I've noticed is that New York is slowly and slowly becoming more reliant on its own economy. And yeah, that's something that, that a lot time. of states can't do, you know? This is like a whole different world outside of the rest of the USA. It's, yeah, I, it's I've almost like that. its own country. Yeah, I learned that the most when I'm like, I'm trying to like move forward in life. So I'm considering like when, how much I need to save, when I'm going to start thinking about moving, things like that. And then I'm checking rent and it's ridiculous. Like, no mm -hmm. other state has this. Even, like, the only place close to, like, New York City economy is obviously California and, like, L.A. and stuff. But nothing compares to this. This is, like, a yeah. whole different world. It's ridiculous how much the rent costs for, like, like this room. If this were to be in the city, this is a $1,200 room. Yeah, no, you know? there's no, like, studios, really. That's You will never find a studio. Like, even in New York City, it could be, like, a cubicle. You can never find a studio that's less than a 1,000. Um, mm -hmm. One bedrooms are, like, 2,000 these days, depending on where you are. It's just a lot. Okay, let's get up politics. Yeah, it's too economy. much money, man. It's, it it, it <laughs> it's kills disgusting. me because it's, like, I, I wanted to move out, like, you know, months ago. But the only places I could really move to are, like, Texas and stuff like that. I mean, you could always go more upstate it'll be a little cheaper but not like I gotta upstate, get out of upstate. New York. i mean like i feel that too i don't want to stay in new york all my life but i feel like if you if you're starting out and you want to be far but like you kind of need new york city for work purposes i think places like yonkers maybe like to settle there for a while or new rochelle even though yonkers is ghetto westchester is just as expensive as um the city i live up i live in westchester mm -hmm. so I thought that it was cheaper, but believe it or not, Westchester has the number one property taxes in Ooh. the state. The state, I mean, more than the city. Ooh. You know, I think it's like thirty-one thousand for my area or something per year just to live here. That that doesn't include utilities and mortgage. That's, and that's other the worst bills. part. Expensive places and they don't include nothing but mm -hmm. the area. Yeah, <laughs> like and then it's like work. I got. Yeah, and, and then I got, you know, you know my network and people I network with they, who live in Dallas and um, Vegas. And they're like, yeah, we're paying 1200 a month for a four-bedroom apartment. And I'm we like, got a washing machine. What? <laughs> yeah, we got a washing machine, and we have a recreational area where you can grill, go to the pool. We, we have a gym. And I'm like, you know what? You don't, you don't even know what $1,200 in New York City looks like. A piece of you got mind. fucking rats and roaches <laughs> crawling through the fucking hallway. Excuse my language. Completely. And um, and it's just like, it's a completely different world. I, I've now realized that. Even from here to California, it's, so it's just, just different. Let's just burn down New York City. Everybody, I'm starting a petition. Sign it. Wow. We're burning it down. Yeah. We're starting over. Period. <laughs> so... Uh, I guess what made me think of this um, topic was nipples. <laughs> like, oddly enough, double standards. I thought of nipples, and that made me think of the topic. A woman... It's a big double standard, yeah. Yes. A woman posted... I can't remember her name right now. I can't remember the post. Basically, she posted a picture of her, like, naked in her underwear with her boobs out. But she photoshopped male nipples on her boobs 
so Instagram doesn't take it down because Instagram won't allow women to post shirtless without like flagging yeah. it, but men can't. That shit is such a headache. You know what it is? Like, I- I've never asked a girl this, but it's like, there's, there's a nigga or a guy just in general with his shirt off and you see his nipples, does that turn you on? No, it's kind of weird. And, and that's the weird part but because if, if a guy sees some tits, it's like, <laughs> you know? Put my goggles on, let me see this. But, and you know, that double standard, I'm, I'm really conflicted about it because it's like, at the same time, you already know a lot of niggas are sick. So you don't want, I, I wouldn't want a, sh- a shorty walking around shirtless you know even though she's just trying to be pleasant and enjoy herself mm-hmm. but it's like and that's where the double standard comes into play because you know a lot of people take different positions and my position is actually trying to stop you know people from being sick versus you know like yeah like hell yeah i want to see yeah. some tits when i walk outside like why not like okay yeah like, I'm, you, I'm a big dude you also you know, can't I got control little... people's like pervertedness and it's really yeah weird. i i feel like maybe like two years ago me and my friend went to the beach and obviously you know men they wear swim trunks no shirt some men wear shirts but that's like very rare and then this woman, she had on her bikini bottoms, but she had no top on. And she was in the ocean, and, like, all the moms were staring at her. Like, she was crazy. And it's like, me and my friend, we were also kind of judging her, too. But now when I think about it, it's like, how come we're judging her for doing the same thing the guys are doing? They have on their swim trunks, she has on her bikini bottom, and they both have no top on. But society has, like, raised us to think this is weird, and this is, like, disgusting, and yeah like slutty and we're just like it's just it's hard to change things especially when they've been in our culture for like hundreds of years so and i I agree and to go back to we talk about people's pervertedness right it's like i get it you don't want women being touched in that way and it seems like the most plausible option but we're getting to a point where it's like the amount of information that you know we digest and you know Every the way day. we operate as a human community in general that is hands down besides murder the worst thing you could ever do to a human being as some somebody who has you know dealt with sexual abuse as a child i will tell you it it's the, it destroys you i, I kind of feel like it's worse than murder because you don't have to suffer once you get killed, obviously, as hard yeah. as it seems, you don't have to suffer. But when you have to live with knowing something happened to you, it's kind of worse. Mm-hmm. Because you can't Absolutely. just, like, shut it off. When you're dead, you're dead. When you're alive and living through it, you feel it. You know what the solution to this is? Girls just got to get horny when they see man tits. That's it. No. I just got to start getting horny. So but everybody got to have their fucking shirt over. Men just put their shirts on or something. I don't get know. Get it together. Men just have to accept and what life is. That's what I agree. Like I, I tell this to myself all the time. When I have my baby boys, um, they are going to be the the biggest assholes in the world. They're going to <laughs> love women unconditionally, even even the women that shit on them and you know mm-hmm. abuse them and you and just and you know use their distrust, like you know against them. I'm going to teach them the right way and how to operate because. You know, I was raised by a single mother for, you know, a short portion of my life, but it resonates with me a lot because no woman should ever feel uncomfortable on this planet. You're the birth givers of, you know, the next generations and your your daughter's daughter's daughters. The world doesn't operate without women. 
Yeah, that's no? true. And it's weird. Like, the world, society is built to cater to men, but men don't do anything. Not that mm-hmm. men don't do anything. They obviously, they do. But, like, they're not contributing the most to this world. Um, don't studies say women are more mature, smarter. They make better decisions at an earlier age than men can. It's just, it's like scientific facts that females have an advantage over men, but still society would ignore that for their own benefits, you know? Yeah. Neurologically, y'all, you're much more advanced. You know, I, you know, being exposed to social media and, you know, just seeing all the different types of people you could see, it's like the world is just much more broad than, you know, it's out to be, you know, from the gen- we we grew up between the nineties, you know, into this generation. So we got to see a bit of both sides. And um the the like I said, the amount of information that passes through, it, it shows you like this like this and this was also common knowledge for years. And a true alpha male is never going to, you know, drag down women for their like literally neurological advantages or their genetic advantages or their attraction or their power over another individual. Only weak men do that. And it led me to understand that weak men have ran the world for so long that we are now in such a precarious position as a human, you know, the human race. Women are over here talking about fuck men. Like we could just turn them niggas into semen cows or some shit. Like, I've Literally. seen all types of shit and it's scary because it's like as technology advances, if that really could happen, it's possible. And that's actually a real fear of mine that men go to a point of no return and the women of planet Earth out? literally yeah, literally just turn on us and farm us for our fucking get hey. like, gametes gametes or some shit, you know? Like do what you gotta do. I mean but this could all be changed. It's just about teaching the next generation, like, to get rid of these toxic things. Because eventually we'll all be dead, and then there's someone else who has to take over. But we have to fix it. Yeah. Where, like, a lot of people are not in the process of fixing it. And that's funny that you brought it up, because um, you were talking about how women clearly have the power and are, like, we were talking about how they're smarter. I noticed that whenever I see a... um. Uh, informational post on Instagram or Facebook, it's almost always coming from a woman. I rarely see any men post anything like that. And not even just like reposting. I rarely see men reposting things that are informational unless like it's the type of people you surround yourself with, you know? Yeah. You know, um, there was a sister that recently, um, I, I think it might have been Florida. I think it was like, I'm looking for her name right now. Mm-hmm. But she went in to uh, like a, a, a town hall and completely shit on the entire police commission. Yes, I did see that video. And she later was like posting like maybe a week later because I had shared it once that the Kansas City police were like following her. And she mm-hmm. had They're to, targeting her. Yep, and she had to post that people to make sure that if you see her, you realize what they're doing, how they're following her. Keep sharing this to make it aware because yep. we don't want another thing like Sandra Bland to happen where they just, like, take advantage of black women, try to hide it, try to act like we don't see what's happening. 
So it's crazy. And, yeah. And I applaud her for, you know, her stand because it's bravery, like, I not only truly. do, it's not even bravery because I, I genuinely believe that this is how we're supposed to operate as black people. We are not, we, you know what it is. We have gotten less for so long. That has been the standard. You know, once we receive something, even if it's not necessarily beneficial in the long term, we'll take it. And she has completely flipped that notion on the head. She's like, you're not doing your job. You're holding back society. And until you do your job, I'm going to be so unapologetically black. You're going to have to kill me. And, you know, Malcolm X is my, you know, he's one of my idols. And I stand by that. I'll die black, you know. So watching her make that stand as, you know, as, as we see, you know, there aren't a lot of black men making these stands. Mm-hmm. And in the past, and, you know, during the civil rights movement, they would kill you. Now, they take away your father. They burden your mothers. You know, they, they put you in such a precarious position that you never had the opportunity to grow as a young man and develop into what you were supposed to be. But women just have this natural instinct to constantly perform at the highest rate, like period, because they want to meet their goals. My, like I said, my mom is a self-made millionaire at this point. She has not at not one step of her life that she have somebody to you know give her a crutch, mm-hmm. and that shows me you know in comparison to a lot of the black young like the black male billionaires and how they obtain their wealth. In comparison to female black millionaires, it's, it's usually much more beneficial to, you know, not only their communities, but their families. Every time I see a black millionaire, they're not running a, a conglomerate. They're usually a rapper who has fucking baby mama problems. I'm not with that shit, you know? Like, my pops, my pops got four baby moms. So it's like watching, you know, my mom operate at this level and seeing, you know, a man who I want to look up to. We haven't had a really good black male role model in America. And I don't even think in our generation, you know, a lot of people like to say Barack Obama, maybe LeBron James. I definitely think um, people like LeBron James and I I don't say for, for most people, but maybe for the older generation, even though he's not old, Colin Kaepernick, that kind of like made a a stance to a lot of people. Um, Yeah. I can't say, I mean, maybe it's because I'm a female, but I haven't looked up to any men, uh, especially any black men. Um, In a long time, huh? Ever. I can't say I have ever, to be honest. And yeah, I'm tired of looking up to basketball players and actors, you know? Like, we need a Malcolm. But I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't think it's a bad thing, but I like... It's it's just good to see diversity in people's occupations, so yeah. more kids don't have to strive for these like a box of things. An athlete, you're either gonna be an athlete or you're gonna be a musician to make changes in this world. I feel like it's it's not a good thing for black people to strive for and keep because they do have an influence influence over a lot of our generation, but to the people who are actually making moves, who can do things, they look like a joke. They're like, stick to playing the sport, stick to singing, because that's what you're supposed to do. And Mm -hmm. even though as the younger generation, we like to see people using their unconventional platform to do something else, the higher-ups don't look at that as like inspiring. They look at it as childish. Like, mind your business, stay in a child's place. 
So it's, it's kind of... And that's going to change. It is. It's not going to happen in our generation, but I could definitely say our kids' kids will have that, you know, that standing, especially from where we are socially. It's, it's not acceptable anymore to be, you know, that type of individual. And while we won't see... The, we might see the death of racism in our lifetime. We might. I'll give it another 100 years. I'll give it another 100 years. So yeah. then not in our lifetime... <laughs> One of us going to enough love. to live to 120. I don't yeah, think. Eat your avocados. Eat your avocados. <laughs> I don't think we'll see that. I don't ever see racism ending, to be honest. I hope it will be on a much smaller scale, but I don't see it ending mm-hmm. ever. You know, and I think it all starts with white people because, you know, I was, I've always been, I'm a very, I'm a kind of a historian in a sense. And um, I've noticed that hate has always been a part of white culture and and people will take offense to this but you know the development of europe didn't happen through peace treaties and trade it happened through war and trade you know just like any any major civilization today but the only difference is is that white people were warring with other white people and that's when those stereotypes and these people and it went from you know a german hating an italian guy to an entire race of people being, you know, put down and destroyed by somebody who, when they die, is gonna have the same is gonna have the same bone structure as you, you know. And they did this. They did this to Asians. They did it to they did it to Southeast Asians, Middle Eastern people, Black people. Shit, and they even do it to their own people. They think about this. Adolf Hitler drove white people out of Europe. Jews. <laughs> it's all. It's just. It's all violence. And it's yeah. hatred that's so unnecessary. We're all the same. You're highly you're primitive. Yourself different in your eyes when you're really not. It's weird. No, and, Excuse and me. That's, Excuse and that's and no, it's cool. <laughs> and that's you know, that's why I'm really big on history because you can go back and look at war generals throughout history, and there have been war generals throughout history that have united people instead of killing everybody. Mm-hmm. and sickening everybody but they were still able to take their land like um the great mongol leader um i forgot his name the the, the only mongol leader that's ever really talked about in history literally took over almost all of asia half of europe and the only time he had to drop a body was during a siege people actually liked his leadership skills and that, that goes to show that you know the, the people running the planet right now we're not supposed to be running the planet and it's, it's kind of an asshole thing to say, but if you really look True. at, you know, how they got here, it, it was very primitive. You know, we could have developed technology in the same way and the shit. If, if we're being honest, women could have possibly been, you know, the key to a better society. Because, yeah, you know, I, I've, you know, I've always been able to meet, you know, or get out of, you know, my female counterparts where I can't get out of male counterparts. And that's camaraderie on you know a much broader scale it's not like Larry, let's just get this done there's a there's a there's an attention to detail that you know only like somebody who could be a mother could have Mm -hmm. you feel me like only like in all the great women leaders that i've met share that you know mindset you know as well every time i met a great male or a decent male leader it's always you know i have to be on top i have to be number one you know, forget the village. It's about what what I can do. It's always I, I, I instead of we. 
and that disconnect is you know really detrimental like like in I wanted to go back into, you know, talking about women and how beneficial they are to society. Women have saved my life, like, you know, on, on countless occasions. I can't name one time my bro has had my back in the way one of my female friends have had my back. I can't you know? say the the same thing, but I also haven't had a lot of male friends in my life, but yeah. I also haven't had a male friend that lasted more than the situation that I was in. So, like, if I'm going to school, I'm going to have this male friend for while I'm at school. But as soon as I'm not in school, I'm, I will never hear from that person again. You know, mm-hmm. that type of situation. And I, I think men just have a, a lack of loyalty to women, regardless of all that women do for them. Yeah. And, and, and that really all starts rare. with the father. That all starts with the men in their life. You know, I was fortunate enough to see a man who walked out of my life at an early age and see how he treated all the women he had in his life and then have my stepfather. My stepfather is quite literally my biggest role model. You know, not idol, but role model. Because without my father, like, that's my father. And without him, I wouldn't be the young man I am today. I'd probably be some misogynistic-ass nigga who thinks that I'm the shit even though in reality I'm fat, I'm, I'm musty, whatever. Like oh. I could be one of those niggas. You feel me? That I could have easily been one of those niggas. I'm not saying because I'm not. You feel me? <laughs> you see so many of these niggas out here who you know be like, yeah, my game crazy. Like ah uh, ah. Uh. And then when it comes so time, so one track minded, to... only worried yeah. about themselves and how they look in the mm-hmm. situation rather than overall what's gonna happen because of a choice you made or the people you yeah. surround yourself with. And it's sick because, you know, that's another reason why I can't have a lot of male friends because they re- they're they too reliant on others' opinions. I can, I can never do that shit. I'm here to, like, not only am I here to show out, I'm here to be independent on another scale. So I could never, you know, ask somebody to kiss my ass and help me, you know, figure out a situation. I have to depend on myself. And that's something I can't say for a lot of guys. And that's why a lot of guys don't discover themselves. Is they're too something- reliant that you would accredit your your female figures in your life to, like they inst- instill that within you. For, for myself, I feel like growing up, even though my, my mom, she's a single mother and my father is in my life, but primarily my mother takes care of me financially. So like growing mm-hmm. up. So I feel like, and even just with teachers, not necessarily, cause I have one brother, but he's way older and I wasn't raised by him. But at least for like teachers around me, I feel like they always put more pressure on my peers, my female peers and myself. Like women and men, they don't pressure boys enough to be serious about their life I agree. until it's like too late. So yeah. we see a whole bunch of kids, especially in our community, growing up to be like gangbangers or hanging out with the wrong types of people. And that's when people want to step in. But from the beginning, as a female, I feel like I've always been, hey, you should work hard at this so you can become this and this and that. And I, I feel like I've never heard that be said to one of my male peers. Like, it's always and like, we got to catch you before it's too late, like at the very end, yeah. instead of instilling mm-hmm. that within them from the very beginning. Yes, and I do accredit, you know, the female role models I've had in my life for the, the even the profession I am today, primarily because it's like, you know, 
the attention to detail that I acquired wasn't wasn't necessarily through my dad. My dad is a very straightforward ass nigga. I'm much more meticulous. Like like I said, I'm my mother's child. And um yeah, I definitely accredit the women in my life to who I am today. And I mean the women I not only that I've got the pleasure of to know and grow up with, but even, you know, in past relationships and shit. Cause it was like, you know, I obviously when you're fresh and you start in relationships, you don't really know what you're doing. You make a lot of dumb decisions and you fuck up. I'm not gonna lie, in high school, I was the biggest fuck up ever, you know? And um, it taught me how to respect women and that, you know, that the first step for me was actually objectifying. You know, I used to think that I had to be this ultimate sex figure. I had to do this to her and then she would, she would do it back for me. In reality, it was like, nah, bro. It's, 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 a, it's like, yeah, reciprocation is a part of it, but a connection is required. You can't just go around messing with any chick. You can't like you. You know, energies are very real, and I, I recognize that. You know, me mixing energies with people I wasn't supposed to be mixing energies with was, you know, not only hurting me but hurting them. In reality, she should have just been my friend, and we had no business having a sexual relationship. Essentially, like those, like like that's the level of detail I'm talking about when I when I talk about you know my care and my respect for women because you can't get that out of anybody else. You can't really go through growth without, you know, a, any form of female figure, you know? It, like my mom, very vital role in my professional, you know, mindset. She, she is somebody who went from a secretary to one of the chief of staffs at Lehman College. You know, it's like, you know, so yeah. <laughs> property owner i'm i'm a um i'm in i'm I'm doing not right now um property owner four beautiful children you know like she and she started from and she grew up in the crack in the crack era you know strung out parents my, my grandfather died from aids like that's how real it was and to see her go from you know there where she was taking care of everybody and herself to where she is now shit I ain't seen it. I ain't seen a nigga do that yet. Like I'm gonna be real, I haven't. And if they did, they're probably dead because that's exactly what the what you know the opposition wants, you know. And and I feel as if that's the double standard, you know, that doesn't get spoken on. When like as as much women go through so much shit, but goddamn, when a beautiful mind speaks and it's a woman, everyone listens, and that's, that's truth. True. When a man does it, they're a target. And not not white men, a black man. A black man becomes a target when they do that shit. That's why Malcolm got killed. That's why Martin got killed. You feel me? They didn't kill Rosa. Am I lying? They killed... <laughs> I didn't, but that was not funny to think about. Like, like that's they real really shit, didn't you know? Kill Rosa. They, really they didn't, didn't kill Rosa. But uh, I think her... Her position, I don't want to say it was less, but it wasn't on the same scale as Martin Luther King and and Malcolm X, at least in the limelight. Yeah, you can look at it that way, but I, I generally see, you know, everybody's contribution as equal because you can't discount to what Rosa honest, did. She could have easily gotten killed for that. I'm just saying, the way media has portrayed it, they don't want you to think that her position is as as impactful therefore mm-hmm. 
I mean, that, that is not impactful. I also don't like that. You know, growing up, you learn about, like, ten people. Like, in elementary school and middle school, you learn about the same ten black people all your life for, like, that one month, February. And then everything else we have to learn for ourselves. So. Mm-hmm. It, it's stupid as hell. And, you know, they, they, they tell us all this stuff. They don't talk about how Central Park is where it is today. They don't talk about Tulsa. They don't talk about, you know, how we've had other black men run for president in the past. And they they were targets of assassination, et cetera. Those are the things that we don't learn in this white country. And that's, and like I said, that's another double standard. Or AKA just racism in general. So, but Racism like, is a double standard. Pretty much. Yeah, quite. Yeah, it's the double standard. It, it is the, the it is the one. gold standard. Yeah, because it, it's it's far beyond white people at this point. It's like... I've had problems with Han Chinese people for fucking crying out loud, Mexicans, just for being black. Like, bro, like, I, I could bring uh, more to the table than so many people, you know? This is and the, it's like... It's the awkwardness of my life. So, my boyfriend is Mexican, and mm-hmm. obviously I feel very comfortable around him. He's my boyfriend. And then we discuss... Um, he lives in like Jackson Heights, that area. It's it kind of, it's really diverse. It's a lot of Asian and Hispanic people in that area. But for myself, I never see someone who is black. So whenever I'm there alone or like walking to his place or leaving, I feel uncomfortable because it's it, I said this all the time to him. I find it so weird that black and Mexican people, they have this underlying uncomfortability with each other each other and they're like the most racist towards each other when they basically have the most similar history in america and they mm-hmm. should be the two people getting along i mean it black works black and people in general and, but it works in california that's the weirdest Excellent. part i always see black people and mexican people get along in california on the west coast but in yeah. new york city it's always awkward and i don't understand yep. it and, and I feel like, that awkwardness that every day. You know, I um I bike a lot. You know that. Mm-hmm. And a good amount of community of Southern American, you know, Mexican, Central American. And, um, yeah, you know, while there is no racism or, you know, ill will, my experience in the past, you know, I reflect on my relationships with these people, but on my, from my experience in the past with Mexican people. And it's like, whoa. It's much different. Like, Completely. I remember, like, I came and walked into the fucking bodega type shit. And I'm a kid. It's like, what the fuck you think I'm going to do? I'm just here to get my fucking bacon, egg, and cheese and head out. Like, came and walked into the bodega, like, down the block from my crib in Harlem because I'm black. Like, that, that was one of the weirdest things I ever went through because I grew up, I'm Hispanic. Like, I'm, I'm Puerto Rican and Haitian. So I always had, you know, a connection with Hispanic people, but specifically with Mexican people, not nah, probably like, uh, what, what you doing in here? It's the weirdest thing ever. It's like we're basically brothers from another mother, like type of situation when it comes to yeah. like the situations America has faced upon us. But it's just so. So if anything, we got to be more connected, and you got to figure that it out. All, and you know how that starts with you know independence and really realize what unification is. And it's not being, you know, united under a banner, but it's a cultural thing, you know, mm-hmm. and and we'll get there. And that's that's exactly what, you know, 
the racist opposition this they don't want they don't they don't want us to see us together like that's they would die before they want to see that shit so you know back back to you um i think uh our next like transition would be something i mean not lighter than the double standard and racism but like a different topic and it for, for me at least is body shaming and yeah that's very different between men and women so i've seen believe it or not nah it's just the it's the maybe I, not I don't think the person so. going through it but how they're looked at at least to me it seems different someone someone who is bigger a bigger female versus a bigger man i feel like society as a whole is more accepting to a bigger man and and actually, I agree. Me, it may just be me and what i've been around but i hate to see a bigger woman let's say lizzo i know she's like the universal example right now but every time I see yeah. Lizzo post stuff, and every time Shade Room, which is a whole different topic, the most toxic place on earth, <laughs> but we all need it. Awful. Every time I see them reposted, there's a whole bunch of negativity in her comments. And it's just mm-hmm. like, you would never do this for someone who is a, like five sizes smaller. And it just doesn't make any sense to me. How come... I'm- she can't I noticed work. something about this, by the way. What'd you notice? About bigger people. So the natural human response to seeing somebody overweight is lose some weight, nigga. You feel me? It's, but it's not that simple. That has the change. But, you know, like, that's that's just very watered down. That's really what it is at heart. But that in, in the human psyche, we are not supposed to be that big. So when they see somebody that big, their immediate thing is to talk about it. But it's they need to, ref, you know, reflect in a better manner than just go lose some weight you fat ass nigga like that's awful that's like I, I grew up i was a really big kid growing up i am 6'3 250 pounds by no means am i a small guy right but i'm cut so it's like i wasn't like that when i was younger but though i was a chubbier a bigger girl. kid i'm not gonna judge her if she's bigger i'm gonna just say hey i think i think that you know you should try and go in the right direction, the right step, because I did the same. Maybe you won't, but if someone, same size as you, 6'3", 200-something pounds, a woman, a woman like that, if someone else saw her, they're going to judge her. They're going to judge her for Absolutely, and it sucks. But for you, they're going to be like, oh, this is just a, a good guy, you know? He's tall, he's, like, genetics is on his side. That's how they're going to think. But for her, it's like she's a weirdo. Like, why can't women and men be tall and not be weirded out? I had a friend in in elementary school, middle school. I talked to her from time to time, but she's always been taller. And people would call her giraffe. And I was like, but this guy is the same height as her. And all of you guys think he's amazing. Like, he's a star. Like, her genetics make her tall. That's not something she can control, obviously. And she's beautiful. I don't get it. Yeah. You know, and I feel like I'm kind of the wrong person to have this conversation with because I see all women as precious and I actually have no type. So it makes my life a little awkward but at times. I think you're like the most perfect person to talk to about this because... Because I'm like that. Because of your way of thinking. So you can yeah. see when someone else is doing it, even though you wouldn't mm-hmm. do it yourself. Yeah, and it's it's the wrong way to go about it, guys. You don't 
the whole body shaming shit pisses me off because what type of insult is you're fat? I'm like, nigga, we all got fat on our bodies and it's all proportional and based on our genetics. So the fact that you are trying to decrease somebody based on their genetic makeup is quite literally the most sickening thing you can do to a human being. I'd like, I'd much rather have you shit on someone's personality than talk about their body. Like it doesn't really- Because just bad people. Yeah, you and know, like we don't want to talk about it. We just that's what it. really matters—the soul more than anything, right, um, Kyra? And it never gets talked about. Never. It never gets talked I, about. I feel like some, as, when you get older, people will have conversations with you about how you present yourself. Like as as I got older, I started to realize, like, wow, Kyra, you're really mean, like for no reason, and it wasn't like no intentional. Way. Like I'm so unnecessarily sarcastic and bro, blunt. you're a sweetheart, bro. Okay, maybe now, maybe now, but if you would have met me... I've had conversations with you in the past, and that blunt, like, we speak the same language. It's like... Oh, okay. Not not long ago, but, like, I was, like, really, like, I'm gonna just say what's on my mind, but I'm just saying it as a joke. So I'm very, like, a joking person. So Mm -hmm. sometimes I say things, and people take it to heart, and I'm just like... I meant I meant what I said, but I ain't mean it for you to get mad about it. So I realized I have to change who I am. And I was like really judgmental and that's like one of the things I get from my family that I'm not proud of. But I think that has effect to, affected my life too. And yeah. along with body shaming, I think acne is something I really see. Like that's I would consider a part of body shaming. A difference for men and women because I've seen guys with like horrible acne still pulling girls and it's like whatever but as soon yeah. as a guy sees a girl with acne it's like Ugh, you don't take care of your skin like what's wrong with you you look gross or wear some makeup it's that type and of that situation. goes back to weak men running the world yeah like, I it goes exactly but back to also, that that's a weak-minded man also the type of person a woman is who would do it alongside of them like why are you seeking validation from this person who Mm -hmm. needs you like i just don't get it any type of body shaming whether it's your hair your face your body just i don't get it especially i just don't feel like why we put so much pressure on women and we're not applying the same pressure to men I've seen men not get haircuts, still bad girls. But if my box braids are like a little too old, <laughs> I'm gonna get looked at crazy. Yeah, I could walk into the function like this, and people and, will still go talk home to show you, you, and they yeah. will still be okay with it. But if you see me with like a loose track, or like it's a whole bush on top of my head, someone's gonna be like, mm, "Let's not talk to her. Clearly, she don't have her life together." But he can. And go that's ass, right? And, you know, in a weird way, it's like it's very reflective of how we talk about women being so, you know, influential in human history. That actually just might be a human reaction, like because women are supposed to be, you know, these perfect individuals, which I think is bullshit because we all have our issues. But I definitely see a lot of men put women on a pedestal, but for all the wrong reasons, humans in general. All the wrong and reasons. women will accept men for who they are most of the time, more more often than yep. less. I was just saying that to myself. I'd be like, yo, bro, it'd be Billy Bob over here 
with with the with the with the nasty stench and he don't he don't brush his teeth twice a fucking day and shit but he's and, good and he take care yeah family. he's good with his dating life he, he's he's doing what he gotta do and i'm gonna accept that but if i'm doing the same thing and i don't look too good doing it and one thing i see i don't have children obviously but i see a lot of women on instagram and they're so proud of their bodies after giving birth where they don't feel like they have to work out immediately to snap back, snap back, you know, to be thin but again. That, that that pisses me off, believe it or not, because you're supposed to work out in general, bozo. I, I tell this to people all the time. I don't care if you're 5'3", 90 pounds. working out. Some people want you to work out at a certain pace to get back to where you are. It's about taking your time yeah. and being comfortable in your body. You should never feel Agreed. like I have to do this by this time so other people can be like, oh, she she gets it together fast, you know? Like, people yeah, it, are afraid to be real about their situations. Nobody is going to snap back that fast for no reason at all. You're supposed yeah, it, to move at your pace, your own pace. I definitely see that, right? And this could definitely be... Uh uh, a factor of the human race being so young. Like, you know, we are still fairly young in, you know, our little universe. And um, that could definitely play a factor. A thousand years from now, the mindset could be completely different, you know? That's how, you know, like, think about it. We went from sticks and stones to, like, actually building stuff, witchcraft, et cetera, to now it's like we live in a world combined where, you know, technology is magic. A thousand years ago, if I pulled out my fucking iPhone or show somebody what a hard drive was or something, they'd be like, kill that nigga. <laughs> He's like, learning too much. He's <laughs> be, not, not, not even that. They'd be like, that nigga is the devil. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, you feel me? What is science? Throw it out. That type of and, uh, Yeah, for sure. And a lot of the nifleties we face are, are literally because of prematurity and our human race and you know it, it sucks that men can't be better and it sucks that women gotta go through so much but we will have a point in human history where gender will be genderless you know will be castless we won't have to rely on money for validation or you know and we can all just be ourselves one day the world will be like that the only way it won't be like that is we start fucking killing each other and blowing each other up over money. And, no, and, the yeah, only way like, it won't be like that is if we don't take care of our planet and this earth blows up in a few years. Yeah, we that's another thing too. There, you know? Exactly. There's so many, so many factors, you know? And <laughs> the, biggest rob- the biggest roadblock that's actually, you know, problematic to human beings is, a pin- you know, negativity. Hands down, it's the biggest human problem. It's the biggest problem we face as a planet, right? And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking like, oh yeah, you know, I don't think they could do that. It's like, fuck those people. I don't even know why we're gonna say fuck those people, but fuck those people. You feel me? Everyone's a That's, negative Nancy at least once. Yeah. And That's gonna change, you know. We're gonna move away from, you know, she's a woman or he's a man. They gotta act a certain way, you know. <laughs> we will move funny. away from she's that shit. Like they're a woman, you know, etc. You know I'm what I mean when I I'm say sorry. it. I'm crying. You got me. You got me. She's a woman. <laughs> like you know, like shit, like that. It's like 
that's so dumb. Like, it's such a, a, a small way to think because everybody brings something to the table. Mm-hmm. I work in esports. I work in one of the, the fastest growing industries in the world. And I'm going to tell something you. Something that you no know, one would ever see coming 50 years ago. They wouldn't even take it serious. Not at all, right? But so and you wouldn't know why. Mm-hmm. And you know why esports and gaming is so successful? Because we don't brand each other. Shit, you see how in sports, you see, you know, you want to know why the WNBA is so lowly thought of? It's not because of fucking promotion and sponsors. It's because there has been a negative, there's a negative notion surrounding female athletes. Like they can't compete at the, the same level as men and, you know, et cetera, things like that. When I'd be like, say, um, WNBA is actually kind of like more entertaining, but because the money mm-hmm. is in male sports regular nba gets more recognition yeah like i'm gonna keep it on with you i'm a hooper right so it's like I, I i pop out to all types of games and i'm gonna tell you every time i watch girls play i enjoy it more it's less predictable you know I've, there might I've be that one girl on the court who look you should that's watch that's the weird thing i i'm not a um the only sport i really got invested into was football and I used to play basketball in elementary school, but I never watched it. And yeah. it was just weird. It, talking about double standards, you know it's a really good way to, you know, stop all the bullshit with um, sexism. Y'all got to start watching sports. Y'all just got to. Everybody got to watch sports, especially women's sports. Maybe well, sports it, I, I guarantee end. you. <laughs> Once, once we get more female advocates outside of, you know, the realm of sports advocating for female sports, we'll start to see a major change, especially if that person is influential. I think, I mean, I feel like everybody shouldn't just watch sports if you're not into sports. Don't force yourself to be into something. Oh, but obviously not. Yeah. definitely, if you are going to watch sports, be equal across the board and watch all sports, you know? Yep. A lot of mm-hmm. people, I think, Soccer has definitely changed that because oh. people will go. Women's soccer in for is women's way soccer. better than Nobody men's soccer. Nobody even pay attention to men's soccer. I don't even know why they still play at this point, but well, don't do that. I'm, 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 maybe I'm kidding, but still, um, everyone will go hard for women in soccer because they help them win. But why should we have to win for you to notice us? You know, like I, I guarantee yeah. you. That what's the women's <laughs> basketball team for New York? Yo, New York on um, the Liberty, yeah. Liberties, um, Liberties could win. Yo, yo shout out, shout out, Sabrina. You know the vibes. She about to get buckets this year. Uh, 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 me confused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, she she's one of the best basketball players in the world, pretty much. She she's won everything from middle school to college. Yeah, mm. like, she's elite. If the Liberties were to win the championship, you would hear a lot of noise about it from New York City. But if the Nets or the Knicks would, it would over it would overturn everything. And I don't even think the well, Liberties have a bad record compared to the Knicks. I mean, obviously the, the Liberty the Liberty is a playoff team. You feel me? But if the Knicks win the championship, the whole world's gonna fucking blow up but because the Knicks just suck. Because the Knicks have been bad. All the whole time for basically the past twenty years, but it makes more of an impact. Even though, as you said, you said the Liberties is a playoff team. Yeah. So Liberties have been killing it 
like all these years, even when they like have losses, everybody has losses. They've been killing it all these years, and if they were to win a championship, the worlds would still not care, even though they put all this work in. But compared to a different team, like let's say the Yankees, how they have twenty seven rings, and even though they haven't won one in a long time, they're still on a winning streak, much like how the Liberties were. People would celebrate that, but not the same for the women's sports. So I just, and that all goes back to the double standard of yeah. sexism. And, you know, there are, from my experience with, you know, just watching sports, I've never had, you know, a queue of boredom watching men or women's sports, right? Mm-hmm. And, and to see, you know, them be at such a disadvantage is bullshit because it's like, I've literally, like, some of these chicks out here get buckets. I'm talking like, <laughs> these guys, even some pros wouldn't be able to compete with these women. And I'm talking like from soccer to basketball, right? And they just don't get the recognition that they fucking deserve. And it's all because of this this weak ass mindset that men have to be in control of everything. It's like it's kind of it's kind of sad, you know. Like, like I'll I'll be on the phone. I'm getting a little personal here. I'll be on the phone with my pops, and he's like, you know, you got to make sure she's this way and that way. I'm like, yo, how about I just meet a shorty that makes me feel good and whatever she does is what she does, you know? Like, you're talking about, oh, you know, this WAP, this and that. I'm like, bro, (laughs) you're not about to sit here and talk to me about women trying to express their sexuality when you got four baby fucking mamas. You haven't expressed enough, nigga. You feel me? (laughs) That's another thing. Um, (laughs) The whole dating thing, you know... If women have a lot of bodies, they're sluts. If men have a lot of bodies, they they're the men. They doing it right. It's just and it's it's difficult for me, you know, because as you know, I'm a very I like to stay on equal planes. So it's like I've beat myself up about having too many fucking bodies, and I'll tell the bros this. They're like, "Nigga, are you retarded?" I'll be like, "No, I just don't think that I should have as many bodies as I have." And niggas be like, "Uh, yeah, you're dumb." The thing, like, nah, bro. I don't think men or women should be called sluts. You know, like how you say, if you would say, I'm tired of yeah, people If you're going to get called a slut, slut it got to be like the cool slut. You feel me? You can't be like, you're a fucking slut, you know? Yeah, like you're a floozy. You just give me your body to everyone. I just yeah. think you should leave it alone. Like everybody can have- Yeah, the biggest problem I have with this whole body thing is like, most of the time, the niggas who get mad at shows for having a bunch of bodies... It's because she straight up tells that nigga, you ain't please me. Like, I have experience. You Ooh. feel me? And you and, and niggas don't like to admit that. The first I've never been through that. And the first time, like, I almost got close to that, I saw why these weak ass niggas started acting the way they were acting. Because they're just being too impulsive. But you wanna pride. know? Yeah, like to like to hop on that conversation about sex. It's like the best way to get better at sex is just listen to your body, you know. Most niggas just, they just fucking hump away. And it's like, nah, bro. Pay attention to what, you know, you're feeling, right? It's just like, you might be connected with shorty in a way you even know. Like, I've I've, I've come with a shorty simultaneously before hey, type shit, right? podcast. Nah, I'm, excuse me, clean, so I'm sorry. Relax. <laughs> yeah, be PG-13. I'm saying, like, we have, you know, reached a certain point. But it's like, it's euphoric when you actually understand what you're doing. In order to be a better man, you have to pay attention to details. You have to be willing to know that you're sometimes wrong. And once you get to that point, is that's how you excel. Like, I am 20 years old, and I, I have a salary. I, I'm in college working two jobs. 
and you, you don't like you don't and i didn't get these jobs just based on you know let me go fill out these applications but i just pay attention to detail i understand my environment and what i'm getting myself into and from I'm there you develop opposite. a business sense i'm crying but that's a that's also a thing mm-hmm. i think people should just accept people in their situations yeah you shouldn't judge because there was there was a point of time where Steve like Steve Jobs fucking crying a lot. Rest in peace, Steve Jobs. But there was a point of time where he was not rich. There's a point of time where he's living in his fucking girlfriend. He's he's sleeping on his ex's couch or some shit, trying to start Apple. And nobody nobody got him. Shit, twenty years later, I'm one of the richest men in the world. Now everybody's on my back. Like you don't know That's how life works, money rules. Yeah, right? Like like Oprah Winfrey. Everybody was racist as fuck to her in the 80s. Now, everybody loves Oprah. You feel me? It's very weird. And that goes to show that when you get power, that comes a lot of people who drag you down looking for a handout. And the best way to to combat people like that is continue to go on your path. Don't worry about proving yourself. And... So that's how you get rid of double standard when it comes to men and women. Men need to stop looking to prove to other people what they are capable of and just prove it to yourself. Yeah, you, you could get the attention, but guess what? I know plenty of rich people who are going to die fucking miserable because they spent their whole life trying to prove up to other motherfuckers. Simple. Oof. It's about the riches, not the riches. You feel me? Okay. That's why I was up here. Like, He's spitting, but people yo. don't pay attention to that. He give me all knowledge. I'm crying. Spitting. So, I like to end my podcast with a would you rather, mm-hmm. but I like to look them up on the spot. So, what do you think our would you rather topic should be about? <sighs> like, a, surprise me. Uh, I, I told you this earlier. Surprise me. Surprise. <laughs> oh man! I, also, I can't wait to look back at this. While I while I like look for it, I also saw one, uh, like a message where like a female. I was looking at pictures last night, like just to see what we could talk about about double standards, and it was about a female texting a friend, like a male friend. Hey, do you want to hang out and come over? And he was like, sure. And then it was like showing the opposite side of it of a male friend asking his male friend, hey, do you want to come over? And he was like, oh, that's mad gay. You know? And it's just, it's weird. But that also has to do with toxic masculinity and being a homophobe and not admitting it. But, mm. And this goes back to saying all homophobic people are just gay, bro. And they just can't accept that part of themselves. Or they're bisexual or pansexual or whatever. They just can't accept that side of themselves. It's and th- that's what they do. Like, I literally grew up in the hood around a bunch of, like, I'll never forget. Like, the I, used to, I, I got called gay as a kid, right, for no fucking reason, right? I was just an emotional-ass kid. The same nigga who called me gay, guess what? He's gay? No, he's gay. He got exposed for sucking... You know, yeah. You just gotta be into what you want to. Like, dude, <laughs> like, how you gonna do that? Like, and and you know, that's the first time I realized if you're homophobic, you probably got something hiding in the closet, like straight up. So to all my guys out there, if you're homophobic, bro, go look in the mirror, cause chances are you you're not looking in the right mirror. You, feel uh, me? you got the rose colored glasses on. You got the shades on. Sometimes 
I do feel bad for people. It depends on how old you are. I think it's a yeah. generational thing too. So this is this is a progression thing. I, I stopped that generational shit a long time ago because there was somebody in our generation, uh, generations before us, thinking the way we thought. It just wasn't socially, you know, acceptable yet, right? It just it just wasn't there, and and that's the problem. It's it's idiocy. People are just being dumb. They don't want to choose the right side. Okay, so you being the intellectual guest today, yeah. the question is, would you rather lose your ability to read or your ability to speak? I would rather lose my ability speak. to read. Really? Because anyone can tell me something informational and then I'd be able to speak on it. For me personally, I don't read. And that's not to say that people shouldn't read, but reading has never been like a fun thing for me. Yeah. So I don't enjoy reading. The only time you're really going to catch me reading is if I have to do it for school. And that's like a, a 70-30 chance. <laughs> that I'm yeah, let, me, let, me point, let me point something out for you real quick. So you see how you talk to me right now? Mm-hmm. How you have certain you know cadences and cues in the way you talk? You don't get that without reading. I don't think that's true. You know, actually, it's not true. But, you know, the nuances of language are acquired through literature, right? So think mm-hmm. about it like this. So what if what if Malcolm could never talk, but he was one hell of a writer? He wouldn't have the same impact? Well, say that again. So let's say Malcolm couldn't talk, right? Malcolm X couldn't talk, mm-hmm. right? But his ability to you know you know convey a message through words was so powerful just like in his speeches he wouldn't have the same impact because people don't read but i'm saying what if he was writing for somebody else his words in somebody else's mouth you don't think the impact would be the same no you don't think so if malcolm x wrote his speeches and then had someone else read them to a crowd it would not hit the same because you don't know how much power that person has no, oh, actually, I, I, I could agree message. with that. But that's going against what you said. You said you don't want to speak. You know, I, I'm, I'm still saying I wouldn't speak, like, generally speaking, because I like to read and shit. You feel me? Like, I got, like, it's fine. I don't need to talk. I, I actually do myself a favor. You know, people do listen, though. It's just, like, that's a tough one. That's actually a really tough one because I wouldn't know how to go about that if I'm being completely that honest with you. That's actually really easy for me to answer like shit, you 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 got it all the way. I'm just like, hmm. Like not even like, even if I was a reader, I think I would still rather lose the ability to read because I think when you're hearing someone and you can feel their emotion, or you're like truly learning. Sometimes word of mouth sticks in your head, like mm-hmm. more than somebody reading you something on a piece of paper. Yeah, you're right. So I and definitely that's another thing. Choose that. If I couldn't speak, I couldn't speak game either. Like, you can't have all your relationships through text, you know? I mean, well, uh, maybe if they live far away, you send them a letter, but it's not going to hit the same <laughs> rather than you saying it. Yeah, like, I, I, I want to throw a situation because it's hilarious, but I'm going to leave that for later. I'm so. weak. We could do another you said one. P- um, right, next question. <laughs> I don't understand this question. But I'm going to ask it anyway. Would you rather have one real get-out-of-jail-free card or a key that opens any door? 
The key, but like shit. I can't tell. We're talking about a literal. I, I could, door. <laughs> like, a key that opens any door. Like when I'm thinking about that, I'm like, all right. So how do I become the president at like 20 yeah, or some shit? That's what I'm out. thinking. Like if um, I get, a, I could get a, a, a get out of jail free car right now. I could, I could go shoplifting. Just call my lawyer and I'll get the, the charges dropped. Type shit. Like, but you would need the. You're saying you could do that without having the get out of jail free card? Yeah, I don't need that shit. Of course, obviously, I'm not gonna be killing nobody and robbing shit like or raping but what nobody. If you like, do? what if that nigga, happens? You can't get off that easy. Nigga, I would if if I kill somebody or sexually assault someone, I'm not asking to get out of jail. Keep my ass in there. You crazy? That's so crazy. You know what? I should have asked you all about that. I watched a it's a documentary, a docu series on Amazon about kids who went to prison and in 2012 they made a law where any child any minor who got the life sentence that's considered unconstitutional so all their cases have to be like looked over in turn Mm -hmm. and so a kid had killed one of his friends he was about like 14 he killed one of his best friends and he says it was an accident, and he's hoping to not get life anymore. They didn't show, like, the end result, but basically he was um, trying to appeal the case, trying to get less time because he understands he should be in jail because he obviously killed her, but he doesn't think he should have a life sentence, and so does his family. But his par- the parents of the person who he killed are like, why would we let him out? He needs to be in there for his whole life. And I don't know. It was kind of like he was a, a child thing. when it happened. It's, yes, he was a child, and it wasn't on purpose. And it's like just because you're and he got a murder charge instead of manslaughter. I don't know what it was. It was murder. But if you kill somebody by accident, it's not necessarily murder. But in the beginning, he never said it was by accident. Before he couldn't really talk about it. So and either way, child, it was yeah. still murder. Like she was still dead. So her her parents are like. If our daughter got a, a life sentence for death, then he should get a life sentence in jail. And it just made me think, like, yes, I understand where the parents are coming from, but I do also understand where the killer is coming from, how whatever happened wasn't intentional, but also is keeping him in jail all his life going to change anything. Is it going to do anything? It's just preventing him from growing up. You're not the same person you were at 14, as you are as a 24-year-old. Agreed. So, it was kind of weird. But yeah, that, that once I find the name of card. it, I would definitely let uh, you know because I think you would love it. And just... Put me on. But yeah, that get-out-of-jail-free card, no, nah, I'm not taking that. Like, I, I think I would take like, the get-out-of-jail-free card. So, if you had the opportunity to open any door, I'm talking like you could walk through the Rothschild's book and just... <laughs> Shitting me, you not doing I it. I want the get out of jail free card. I want to rob. <laughs> I want to rob. I want money. It better be a big score. Uh, it doesn't matter. I, I could do the biggest thing ever. Maybe steal the Mona Lisa. And <laughs> we're hanging up right, right next to you. And then get that jail free card. So I mean, I wouldn't steal that. I would do something that's easier to like, you know. Get you your money. A couple Basquiat's, you feel you, me? No, you shouldn't steal art <laughs> because once you steal art, you're gonna have to sell it or give it to someone to get your money back, and that's how you get caught. 
I don't know. Off topic, but this was great. Yeah, this was <laughs> awesome. I needed this. Thanks like, for coming it, on. It definitely the sobered me up for sure. Thank you. It definitely got you off that cannabis tea real quick. And oh no, the cannabis tea still there. I'm, I'm I'm looking at my couch right now, like, hmm. <laughs> yes, but this is great. Just wave. Bye bye, guys. Right, have bye. a good. See you guys. Have a good morning. Have a good afternoon. Have a good evening. Peace.